thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Driving an RV with the windows open. I think we're actually, it actually sounds pretty clear. Yeah. So yeah, these oh, things are so directional. Just gotta that keep it, gotta yeah. keep the mic close to your mouth. They don't actually pick up a whole lot of background noise. So no, it's really nice. Our levels will probably be all over the place, but no. It was wonderful this weekend because you could just put the mic down and talk shit. Yeah. Off mic and hope that no one hears you. Uh huh. Talking shit. Talking shit. All right, five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot, and my voice is shot. Yeah? Are you actually recording this? I am recording this. Oh, no, I'm about to crash an RV oh, into no. pylons. Oh, We're in construction with the RV right now, and I haven't slept more than a grand total of nine hours in the past hundred hours. It's about what now? Like, I think it's midnight? About to cross um, it's midnight Indiana. where we're at. It's 11 where we're going. Okay. Um, so I should probably wake up a little bit more, you know, being as it won't be as late when we get there, right? We're, That's we're how going, this works. We're going back in time. Yeah, I love that song. Huey Lewis in the News, man. That's from uh, from Back to the Future, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw great. Huey Lewis in the News live a couple years ago. Really? They're to- still around? Totally rad show, actually. Yeah? <laughs> totally rad. Nice. Yeah, Huey kicks it real hard. Dude rules. So where, where are we headed? Uh, we are headed context. back to Chicago from... Gridlife Midwest 2017 Festival. Oh my god, it was The craziest three days of my entire life. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, And uh, a special uh, guest even flew out from England. Our first international guest. Yeah, um, he he found us um, via Instagram the podcast, I guess. How do you even find a podcast via Instagram? I I think he said I liked one of his pictures one time. Really? I was like, what are you talking about? I never click the like button ever. So yeah, we have uh, we have Richard Simmons. What's happening, brother? Hi guys, how you doing? You uh, you're a weird person for flying to our dumb little car event at a tiny racetrack, but I love it. You're not the first person to have told me that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but it's been rad, so what, rad this what, weekend, dude. What uh, what was the what was the trip over like for you? Oh, the flight wasn't too bad. Just eight and a half hours of sat down watching movies in a not very comfortable seat. Really? Uh, so it's happen. like a normal day at my house when I'm not working. <laughs> eight and a half hours of movies, not a very comfortable seat. You need to get a better couch. I do. Actually, we have a, a pretty nice couch that my wife loves. We moved out uh, with nothing, and that was the first thing that we bought, and actually one of the only pieces of furniture we bought since then. So... Just got a lot of cardboard boxes sitting around that you just set things on? No, not cardboard. We usually use uh, just plastic bins. Oh, perfect. Those yeah, are very useful. They're, they're reusable. Put they're things in, put things on. Yeah. You can bury them. You can you can do tons of different oh. things with them. I can turn them into a bathtub. It's very nice. <laughs> All right. That's cool, man. That's cool. I'm into that. Whatever you want to do. So, Richard, what did you think of our silly little event? It's... Um, it's still weird to me that we just met in person, what, maybe four days ago? Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like I've been hanging out with Richard for eighteen years. <laughs> just time drag that bad. Oh man, it is <laughs> it is like pulling teeth hanging out with Richard, I'll tell you what. Cheers, dude. So you Richard, you actually you flew in from England just for this event. Like you're not visiting family, you're not really doing much else. Your main thing was 
Gridlife Midwest Festival. Yeah, I flew in for Gridlife. I am going to see a bit of Chicago, I think, but the reason I was here is for Gridlife. That's so crazy. That's so wild. Like, we have people that live in Chicago that are like, nah, it's too far. I got too much going on this weekend. Uh, and another uh, another crazy journey to get there. What's his name? Cody Miles? Yeah. Um, Cody he, came all the way from yeah. California. Uh, he was on the on the show a long time ago for a few minutes, wasn't he? I think so. If not, I, I think, we, that was I, think I did a ago. video with him. No, that's what it was. Yeah, that's I did a was. video with him from um, Road Atlanta. Yeah, he, he came from California to Grid Life, and he said, I think he said it was uh, the best event he's ever been to. So that was cool. Yeah. That's a high that's high praise from somebody who's been to a lot of different uh, time attack and track events. So. Yeah, I think we got, when we were at dinner, we got the same thing from uh, Kevin Parlett and um, Savannah Little, too. Yeah, that was rad. So uh, it was a it was a busy few days, man. Um, I really appreciate your help too, Richard. Oh, no problem, buddy. Yep. I had the time of my life as well. We put, we put we put poor Richard to work. So. <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure Richard did way more than I did this weekend. <laughs> way more. Well, it uh, it's uh, it, it's appreciated. Whatever you guys do, um, I I don't care who pulls uh, five hours of weight or six hours of weight or whatever. Or Thirty but. minutes of weight. No, you worked more than that. Come on, don't understand. It was at least thirty-two minutes. Come on. I did a lot of babysitting in the evenings. I'll put it oh, that yeah, way. That, yeah. was, that was still work. Well, you still did all your beginner program stuff. That was cool. It was um, great. Yeah, it uh, it was a it was the it was a strange three days. It's sur- it was surreal. That's the only I think that's the only word that, uh, that really describes it for me. Like uh, we had uh, we had friends come up from all over the country to help us in grid and help us trackside. Um, Ohio, um, Atlanta, Atlanta. We came up from Atlanta. Yeah, where else? Uh, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan. Um, somebody came from somewhere else. Oh, England to help oh, us. Oh yeah, grid. that was cool. There was that one guy. Um, and uh, a lot of our regular grid workers and staff, uh, but a lot of. Uh, I mean, we. I think we really had. We meshed pretty well. Um, we were more organized, and uh, it just kind of happened. Yeah, there were a but, couple guys that came up afterwards that said that was the best event, grid life event, or just event overall, the smoothest run event that they've ever been to. It, it, aside from, like, a one-hour oil cleanup on Saturday morning, um, it was it was as, as good as it gets as far as staying on schedule for all the craziness. Um, there were so many cars that took the track this weekend. It was unbelievable. Um we went until like what? What time did we go till last night? I think we went until like eight thirty. Yeah, eight thirty. Eight thirty ish. Like almost it was, dark. It was I ridiculous. Had, I had to call the track manager about noon and say, "Mary, I'm buying another hour of track time." <laughs> and she said, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry, I have to buy another hour of track time." But uh, we're going through some construction, so the you might hear some weird noises in the background. But I'm going to put the mic down and steer for a minute and drink a pop. So Richard, what what is the track scene like in England? Nothing like it is here, by no? the looks of it. No. <laughs> like what what are what are the no. biggest differences that you you saw from? Well, actually, there's a difference in track days here in the states. Grid life is not really the best example of typical track days in the United States. Um, it is definitely an outlier. But from what you saw, from what you're used to in England, compared to at least the track portion of things. Compared to grid life track side things, uh, what is the biggest difference that you saw? Safety. Yeah. I think, yeah. You, you tech cars. We, we don't tech cars in England. We don't tech cars at all. No, you sign the waiver and it is on you to make sure your car is in a fit condition to be safe on track. Huh. 
What uh, what was uh, what were the trackside uh, corner workers and safety workers and stuff like at events you've been to in England? Pretty on point. I mean, a lot of the tracks hold races fairly regularly, and they keep the same staff going the whole time. Some track days just run like um, a digital flag system where they flash up. Oh, the, like the, the flight style? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just to cut budget down a little bit, obviously, because you don't have to pay so many corner workers. But that leads to issues, especially around tracks you can't see all of. Right. Yeah. For getting stuck behind cars. And if there's an instant, the yellows don't come out quite as quick. Now, the way the lights are there, is it just one light that will change to different colors? Um, or it, is it like a, a tree system? What's it? It depends it like? on the track. Okay. I mean, a couple of tracks, it's a light that changes color. Um, my local track has got more like a, a like a traffic light kind of deal where there's three separate lights. Okay. You've got a red, a yellow. So, But if it was one light and you couldn't tell the difference between red and green because you're red-green colorblind, um, ah. you wouldn't be able to tell, right? That's a thing they that ask happened. You, <laughs> that is a thing that may have happened this weekend, which I never thought about before, ever. Never. And I don't think... I don't think very many track day organizers do think about. I've been to 200 days, never thought about it. Adam, Adam has been to 200 days and never thought oh, about it at all. Oh, okay. So, it, it has been mentioned in driver's briefings before. Oh, has it? Yeah. So what, what is the solution for, for that in England? They, I don't really know because nobody, oh, they, they nobody, was, nobody was nobody was Nobody raises no, their hand. They, they just they ask the question. Okay, but, and they're just waiting for somebody to raise their hand and, and then just ask them to leave. Just, yeah, just get, just there's the door. <laughs> Have a nice day. I'll see you later. See, like right now, I wouldn't be able to tell which one of those is red or green on the fuel sign as we drive down the interstate. That would not be very much fun. No, it could work out quite tricky as well on track. So it's um oh wow I accidentally just cranked Man, mine this up lane way is too loud. Just terrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bumpy here. Uh, we're on two different levels and we're driving a giant house with a trailer behind it. Sorry, I'm just gonna complain. You know, just wreck the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard, have you uh, have you ever seen drifting before? Not like you no? guys do it. Oh man, that was a weird one, wasn't it? <laughs> we we do have drift like professional drifting in England, but not on the scale that that happened this weekend no way and passenger rides the greatest thing ever oh like, yeah how was that yeah you amazing. had to go amazing yeah I went out with um, Vaughn Gittin Jr. in his Mustang wow yeah pretty, yeah, pretty in, insane yeah it blew my mind entirely when uh, I, I rode with Forsberg last year I rode Atlanta and I was surprised how much the like the G-forces just don't really you don't feel them like you feel them in a track, you know, where you're on a track car, a grip kind of track car, where you're pulled off to the side. Uh, it seems like all of it goes to the back of the seat, or a lot of it does. But uh, what was his car like as far as that goes? Really, really smooth. Yeah, Pretty much exactly like you said. Super smooth. Like, it's just smooth. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't really feel like you're going around the corner, in yeah. a way. It's a bit like, like playing a PlayStation in a, in a seat and steering wheel set up for the yeah. feel. It's quite strange but really, really good. The, the amount of car control that I saw out of some of those guys. But uh, the, uh, the Ferrari motor, uh, a, um, the Ferrari motor, what is it, a PRZ or FRS? FRS. Uh, FRS of Ryan Turk. Oh, my gosh, what a car. So much fun to hear. But then uh, Vaughn Gitt Jr. and Chris Forsberg 
uh, really were uh, they were running really hard. They ran so tight a couple of times. I don't know how Chris Forsberg backed off just enough to while Vaughn was switching directions and then got back into Vaughn's door. Like it was it was almost it's, like it's it, pretty ridiculous. It, it was it was like flawlessly executed. I have no I have no idea how they don't just smash into each other. Like we we think that you know wheel to wheel racing, you have to have a, a decent amount of trust with the people that you're doing that with. I can't imagine what it's like when you're drifting. So and sometimes at, at some events like when we were at Road Atlanta, these guys were going like four like four and five car tandems. Oh yeah, huge huge trains of drift cars yeah and they all trust each other they all know exactly what they're supposed to do and it was just it's it's one of the most beautiful automotive things i've ever witnessed. oh it's, it's so cool <laughs> it's, it's really cool actually I, a lot of our listeners have never seen it and they're probably like oh that's just figure skating for cars um if christian ship can learn to appreciate oh, it man. you can too i'm I, like i'm not into the judging portion of it as much but man party drifting like we had this weekend just like hey so let's awesome. go out and, and literally hundreds of tires got killed, and thousands of people were standing up along the, 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 the berms, and it was just awesome. So, Richard, this weekend, was the event was, you were telling me before, it was, I think I asked you if it was greater than you imagined it ever being, and your answer was yes, absolutely. It, Totally blue. I'm broken for car stuff now. When I go back to England, everything is going to suck. <laughs> so bad. I love that for some reason. Essentially, so, I've got to give up car things yeah. now or move to America. <laughs> that, that is it. So, so growing up in England, what was it like in the car culture there? I mean, what was it really large or not? When I first, well, before I started driver i guess it was the the max power days when i was at school really oh, yeah. max power magazine i, I remember those yeah <laughs> um when i started driving it was all sort of like um meets in car parks and things like that and we're quite lucky with the the roads we have we, we used to go out and just drive around quite a bit with, our, with my pals and now uh, it's turned into a bit different the police kind of shut down all the big cruise meets and things and okay now they're pushing people towards legitimate venues and stuff. So with with the graduated licensing system in England, what was your first vehicle? Sorry? With the graduated licensing system in England, what was the first vehicle that you purchased? I, I got a, a Citroen AX 1.4 diesel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just like a Ferrari. Sounds very, sounds very posh. No, no, no. Really <laughs> not posh. I just, I just yeah. wanted to say posh. Three stud wheels. Three stud wheels, huh? Yeah. It's like a smart car. Yeah, yeah well, I think it was 145, 85, 13-inch tires. Man, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> did, did anybody mod any of those? Like, were they, like, rolling around lowered? I did. Or, like, with underglow? Yeah, you did? Yeah, yeah <laughs> What did you do to it? Um, they did, like, a GT version, so I got all the color-coded bumpers with the fog lights okay. and the better suspension and... I, essentially, I found one in a breakage yard and got got all the bits and stuck okay. them on, and I modified the diesel pump a little bit so it, it went more than ninety five miles an hour. Absolutely was it, was it smoky at all? A little bit. It wasn't as bad as a turbo diesel car, but okay. it, it did. Oh, it was naturally aspirated. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It would do twenty miles an hour in every gear. <laughs> that would have been such a dog. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
and before I did the suspension work on it, it would go on two wheels. Really? Yeah. We Just like a, around a corner, like you could turn into like the McDonald's parking lot and it would go up on two wheels? Yeah, we have um, roundabouts instead of a lot of your traffic light control junctions. Right. Which essentially is a big circle and all the roads meet and there's no lights, it's right of way to oncoming cars. Right. And when it's quiet and, you, and you're young and stupid, <laughs> um, yeah, you can um, do some crazy stuff with them. I can, I can imagine. Now, what are what are the some of the weird nuances just being in America that you've noticed that are different than over in England? Everything's huge. Yeah, like everything. Is oh like- yeah, I took him to Walmart for the first time the other day, <laughs> and it blew it blew his freaking mind. Walmart's insane. <laughs> it was crazy. So you just don't have stores of that that size. No, 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 Man. definitely not, no. That was like half the size of the town I live in almost. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I know you said you were you were really impressed with the size of the um, portions of food that we eat as Americans as well. It's crazy, like, dinner that we stopped for tonight was unreal. Yeah? Yeah, I struggle to eat it all, and, like, I'm not small. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking around, and everyone else has, like, cleared their plates. Yeah. How are you guys feeding all the way? Oh, I don't oh yeah, know. Where did you know Portillo's? Yeah, I took him oh, to Portillo's as well. That was lovely. So local local Chicago chain Portillo's. Yeah. Uh, you got the Italian beef. Uh, that's, uh, that's way too much food. He ate it all, though. That's how good it was. It did take about twice as long as you, though. Yeah. I did struggle with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. So, and what? You said another thing that you can't do is turn on red lights? Nope, nope. That is the best idea for so, traffic So I guess over there ever. it's no, no left on red. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. would be, that would infuriate me. I could not stand to be dictated uh, by the government how I how I choose to safely turn when I can see if someone's coming. That's really annoying. Crazy some, Brits. Some junctions are terrible too. You just you sit there. The traffic lights aren't um, like controlled. They're just on a timer, and you just have to sit there and watch nobody go past. And yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. What a waste of time. So how'd you get into tracking, Richard? Well, my dad used to race cars before I was born, and then I turned up, and all his money disappeared pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, cars have always been in the family pretty well. And I went, oddly, I went to a few car shows, and they had a, a few sessions, but it wasn't very well run or anything. And then I did my first proper track day, like open pit lane track day. Okay, when was that? Um, nearly two years ago, probably. I wrote okay. a little piece for your website right, about right. it. Right, right. And um, since then, I can't stop going to the racetrack. It gets pretty addictive. It really <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, really quickly. So what do you what do you have now? I've just got a little Honda Civic EK with a B16 in it and a limited slip diff and a cage and okay quite basic simple like no i haven't spent loads of money but it's a really fun car how's that compared to most of the cars that are brought to track days in england at least the ones that you've been to mine's fairly low spec low budget but it doesn't really matter i still have a blast in it and really that i'm not competing in anything so it's the fun is all that matters yeah absolutely i mean you saw the the different levels of cars that were our, our grid life event this weekend. I mean, there was, you know, some cars that were almost completely stock, all the way to things that are just completely insane, like James Houghton's yeah. freaking 127 whatever uh, <laughs> Integra Type R. 
Yeah. That absolutely blew my mind, that car. That yeah. Will Civic, they just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. See, time attack's a bit different in England. It's a control tyre and a bit more heavily regulated on the rules. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So what is, what is the time attack structure in England? It runs fairly similar to you, but we have um, club semi-pro and pro class. Okay. Which you don't have to be a pro dri paid driver to be in the pro class. It's down to car, car preparation. But it's, it's a bit of an open-ended rule book where it seems huh. that if you built a car for it, you a lot of modifications would put you in a grey area or like aero for a lot, for example. Huh. Like, you can change, it will say you can change certain things, but it doesn't, it says, like, if you put a flat floor, like a full floor, then it's a pro-class car, even if it's got 150 horsepower. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty similar to a lot of the time attack rules here in the States, yeah, too. Our, our, uh, our rule set is uh, kind of in line with the other uh, bigger time, you know, pretty big time attack uh uh, sanctioning bodies, but uh, yeah, broken down with different tire spec and uh, engine mods. But holy cow, we almost got hit there. Um, and uh, and aero mods and things like that. So, so you were saying there's a, a spec tire that's used. What what is that spec tire currently, or is it depend it's on a, the sanctioning? Body? It's a Pirelli tire. Okay. And I don't really like it very no. much. No, I did, I did buy a set just to see how I get on with them, and it wore out. The set wore out quite quick. Are they street tires or are they? They're, they're a street type tread pattern. Okay. They're like a, a high performance kind okay. of street tire. But you're telling us a big issue that a lot of people have in Europe is that if they're driving to the track on like a semi slick or something, uh, and then they burn through them when they're on the track and they're driving back. Um, and they become slicks while you're at the track, you could technically get pulled over, and for every slick tire that you have that falls below the threshold for tread levels, uh, you could get X amount of points on your license, and if you add all four of them up, you could end up losing your license in England from in, that. Yeah. Um, you can have, in England, you can have 12 penalty points on your license before the judge decides you're not fit to have it, takes it away for a certain amount of time. And um, each tire under 1.6 millimeters of tread over 75 percent of its width is three points so huh. if you if you take all four tires right down you could be banned from driving see man that's why magnus walker moved to the states because he loved driving around on those hoo-hoos yeah love driving around on r6s corded <laughs> speaking of corded r6s my uh, my crx right now would definitely be getting points on the license if, uh, if it was a streetcar are they pretty bad we loaded it on the trailer tonight, and Bowie had taken it out this morning. Um, and he was like, man, I just couldn't get that thing to do anything. <laughs> and uh, I loaded it on the and I was like, yeah, it's probably getting corded tires up front. Um, I knew it was real close. I, I thought, i got to burn through these four. I'll get, like, a couple of sessions out of them and then toss them away, right? Uh, put it on the trailer. There is a chunk of steel showing, like, there's no, it's not black at all. It's all steel. Really? <laughs> and it's the size of my hand. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> like my open, <laughs> open palm. And it's like all around the circumference about an inch wide. So that'll just uh, yeah. about do it. Now, Boo was skating <laughs> on, uh, on the old Hoosiers. But. Man, it's like throwing sparks as it's going by. Yeah. Man, three, that's... three people uh, drove on those, on those tires this weekend. And, uh, 
Uh, I wonder who courted it the most. Probably Bowie. He, he didn't. He didn't get much good lap time out of that car. No. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was starting to get pretty warm throughout uh, throughout the weekend too. Yeah. Sure, that didn't help very much. No, really, a really pretty wild weekend. But what, uh, Richard? What kind of uh, what kind of cars do you typically run uh, run alongside of at uh, at track events in England? Uh, there's quite a variety of cars. I mean, uh, we have a lot of hot hatchbacks like Civics and um, Fiestas, Golfs, um, but then a lot of kit cars like the Caterham, Westfield. Oh type. yeah, okay type deals and the occasional Ferrari and Porsche will show up for a blast round as well as people sneaking in testing for their race cars now what uh, what sort of things do you normally see for uh, for race cars over there are there a bunch of spec classes that um, that are have heavy participation we got uh, like the MX-5 Cup you see quite a few which is a Miata I believe to you yeah yeah it's a, it's a global it's a global series now basically yeah, for uh, for the new ND ones, but oh, yeah, I think yeah. you were talking the your old like the Spec Miatas, the NAs. Yeah, like the what old we call a Spec Miata here. Pop up headlights. There's an MX-5 Cup car over there, right? Yeah. Okay. They run. I think I don't know if they still run the pop up headlight ones now, but they used okay. they used to try and incorporate as many of the older cars. And what's really weird to me is that over here in the states, like our Spec Miata stuff, they all use factory hardtops. Yeah. But over there, there's no tops at all. So, yeah, you've seen some of the videos like that. It's, yeah. Uh, open cages, and and then they slap each other's mirrors. Yeah. When they go by. It looks like a lot of fun, actually. We should try that. Uh, one of the uh, the other things that I've noticed too with uh, with some of those classes is that um, wait, where was I going with that? I don't even remember. We're a little tired. Yeah, just a little bit tired. I, Sorry. I am having, like, I am having a. a hard time driving right now yeah i'm so tired I'm, i have to focus so if uh, if this isn't the best podcast on on my on my half well bems the brakes baby <laughs> what uh, uh what kind of uh, what kind of car counts do you guys see at track days is it pretty popular in england or no yeah it's certainly grown a lot over the last few years for popularity i mean for the, at the open pit lane track days that I try and go to because you can maximise your track time for the money you spend generally I reckon 50 to 60 cars is about an average um, otherwise obviously people are queued up down the paddock for hours trying to get out on track The uh, how, what's the format like? Is it uh, a couple different run groups and, uh, and you get an instructor if you're kind of new or how do, how do they, how do they uh, work it where you've ran? A few, a few organisations do like a beginner, intermediate, and e like expert. How it's similarly run to your sort of events, but the o the open pit lane track days essentially you turn up, pays your money, sign the uh, the waiver form, and get your your car noise tested, and you're free to. Uh, oh, so free you guys have to noise test before you even go out on track. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My okay. local track's a 98 decibel limit. Uh, three quarters rpm from one meter away and the same same level of drive-by sound check that they leave on the main straight normally huh. so three quarters of rpm so three quarters of red line yeah so if, okay. if your car reps 10,000 it would be 7,500 yeah. okay okay huh that's interesting so it's 98 decibels measured at a meter away from the tailpipe directly behind yeah that is pretty harsh huh 
and and drive by on the main straight as well so if you've wow. got really loud throttle bodies or a big supercharger you can oh, run it. into trouble all the induction noise and yeah. all of that stuff yeah huh we wow. had a lot of cars that would not have passed no. that sound test not at all yeah. we have one on the trailer right now yeah I don't think many of the cars at all wow. from this weekend. That's really pass. strict. I mean, you're you're talking probably more strict than Laguna Seca is, which here in the states is one of the most strict now, facilities are, uh, in the country. That just measures sound off the wall uh, or at a sound station. What do you know? What decibel that is? For oh, oh at Laguna Seca, yeah, yeah. it depends on the day. So the day that we're oh, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a couple weeks with Speed Ventures is 92 decibels. Which, uh, from what I understand, an S2000 with stock exhaust and a K&N FIPK, just a K&N um, cold air intake, can blow that 92 decibel really? limit. Yep. Holy cow. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. So there's, I think there's a lot of cars in the states that it would be hard uh, for them to pass over over in England. Yeah, my uh, my car at Mid Ohio was under 100, but just. Uh, I think it was 99, and then I think maybe 100 one, uh, one session last weekend. Where, where do they measure sound at, uh, at Mid-Ohio? Uh, it was measured off of, uh, I believe, off of pit wall near the tower. Okay. I can't remember. It, it's definitely driver's side. So they put the meter, like, on top of the wall, I guess? I think so, yeah. Okay. There's a, I think there was a little hut for it. Huh. It seems almost like they could, like, reverberate sound up the wall and make it actually louder. Yeah. Than what the actual reading should be. Uh, Gingerman uh, has a little sound hut. Have you ever noticed it before? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, out just between turn two and three, there's a tiny little hut on the oh, left-hand side. Oh, I always side. thought that was just an unmanned corner worker no, station. No, that's a that's the that's the sound station. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. and uh, uh, it's that's half the reason I put my at SCCA races. They, there is a deci- there's typically a decibel limit. I want to say it was like 104, but um, that's the reason I put my exhaust out the passenger side. It, it, it goes down, down, down the middle of the car and then turns towards the passenger side and then dumps uh, towards the, uh, the ground. Huh. But most, a lot of tracks are driver's side. Um, well, our driver's side, not Richard's driver's side. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no, that's, uh, that's interesting. So it's, does your car... Your car on the street, Richard, really isn't that loud at all, then. No, no, not when you if you want to track it. Oddly enough, on on the street, there's um, no fixed limit for car noise. Really? It's down to the um, discretion of any policeman that may or may not take offence to your exhaust pipe. So, like, if the guy just doesn't like the way like four-cylinder Honda sounds, he could pull you over if you had an exhaust. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, what would that ticket be for? Would it be for, like, modified exhaust or exhaust too loud? Or what would that sort of ticket be for? They can do a number of different things depending on how bad a mood the, the guy is and how much he hates your Honda. Oh, yeah? Honest, yeah. <laughs> driving while annoying. <laughs> DWA. Yeah, driving while annoying. Man, my eyes. <laughs> I, we need to sleep more at festivals, Austin. Yes, we do. Uh, we need to. We need, we should have followed Richard's advice and gone to bed at like midnight or one or whenever you went to bed. Uh, it was. But all uh, the best memories are made after one. At last Grid night Life. was pretty freaking crazy. It was pretty ridiculous. Um, uh, only because of like what we saw happen, not because of you know we. 
We're both like basically stone sober. We went to bed. Uh, we were just so tired. We worked, uh, you know, trackside for 13 hours or whatever it was. I think we got we got so tired that we were almost feeling like we were drunk. That's kind of what I felt yeah. like. So as Adam yawns real uh, nice and big. These weekends, to, these weekends are tough. I'm negotiating traffic with a 70-foot rig. My left eye is barely working. Like, it's just not it's not obeying my commands anymore. <laughs> my voice is about shot because we've been yapping on the... We've been talking the, so much. At one point, the PA. We, were, we were announcing with Matt Farah, which may have been a, a show before this. I don't really know what the plan is. Um, but at one point today, we all turned the mics off while we were announcing time attack and just looked at each other. And we're just like, we are so tired of talking. Uh, no, that was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Oh, you're yeah. right, because we announced on Friday, too. Yeah, we normally don't announce on Friday. Yesterday, I think it was like Time Attack Group C. <laughs> we had done A, and A was pretty cool. And then, like, B was pretty good. And, like, Group C was, like, fine. You know, it was kind of smaller. And, like, Group D is coming up. And we're like, we all just kind of sat down, like, I literally have nothing to talk about. I'm so tired of speaking words. <laughs> nothing left to say. My tongue feels thick and heavy uh. and tiring to talk. But it, uh, a part of the part of the best part about some of these weekends is having these conversations and getting to know these people. You know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I I do really enjoy having uh, you know live commentary uh, of Time Attack. Um, when, especially when you get a good battle uh, yeah. or a good session, you know, people are really besting their best times over and over and, and you can see it even from the tower, you know. It's also really fun when things start to slow down when you uh, throw your guest host in his press car and say, hey man, call me on the Bluetooth, uh, we'll put you on speakerphone. It was so good, it worked <laughs> Which so we well. we definitely did this weekend. I, I couldn't believe how good it sounded over the PA. Yeah, the it sounded really, really good. Because from inside, inside, like when he was on speakerphone, we just held it up to the microphone. You couldn't really hear it that well. Yeah. Didn't sound that great. But it was right into the mic, and yeah. it sounded like... He sounded like he was right there. But from, I, I ran down real quick to the uh, to the pits out of the tower and while you guys were talking, and it literally sounded like totally fine. Yeah. Like, it sounded like he was on the phone, but the levels were perfect. And, yeah. Yeah, it worked very, very well. So he was, he was pretty geeked about it. He was having a good time, especially that, that session he went out today. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he, he said a few... Uh, Enthusiastic <laughs> words, and, and I got messages about them about them immediately. But it's okay; we might have recorded it. Yep, it's recorded, so these people might hear it too. So it, it, it's weird. I feel like when I'm talking on the mic, I can hear the echo still. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so strange. So one of the tracks that I, I worked out recently, the echo was so delayed that it made me slow down what I was saying. It screwed with my head yeah. so much. Yeah. It was so bad. It, it, it can mess with your uh, with the way you talk. Yeah, um, it absolutely did. But there's one. There's a couple spots, kind of like at 45 degree angles to the speakers, um, up by uh, at, at Gingerman, kind of down by South Bathrooms, and then like kind of the opposite side of the paddock from South Bathrooms, like halfway between that middle road and the Gingerman barn. Yeah, and it echoes pretty bad there. Yeah, in those two spots. When I'm having a conversation with somebody. Uh, near there, and I have to make a quick call, you know, 10-minute call, advance to grid or whatever, um, and it echoes. You just kind of have to just say it and, like, not listen. You have to, just like, like plugging your own ears while you're talking. not listen, or else you're like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, the same thing happened to me, and I literally, I felt like I was drunk. Yeah. Not slurring my words, but 
I ended up talking just so slow because when I said attention and then halfway through attention, I would start hearing it. It just screwed me up so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. You almost have to have earbuds. So, Richard, did uh, did you check out the uh, the car show portion or uh, any of the concert venue stuff that happened at uh, Good Life? Due to being kept fairly busy in the day, I only managed a little walk around the car show bit. There were some really, really clean cars there. But I didn't even look at it. I, I, I didn't either. I didn't look at it at all. I feel kind of bad. I wish I would have. Last year, I was able to take time and walk through, and there's some really cool builds, but um, this year was not able to at all. Or just didn't. I was completely able to. I just didn't. Man, I'm so I'm yawning so hard. I can hardly talk. But, um, what uh, did I forget? Were you at the concert last night or no? Yeah, yeah. That. Oh that yeah, we got crazy. backstage. That's right. Yeah, I we got did you backstage. go backstage. Yeah, that that um, was insane. Chair Slayer crowd surfing in his wheelchair <laughs> was amazing. Uh, yeah. Chair Slayer Rob Parsons uh, Drifter. Yeah, he uh, he was crowd surfing. Um, and I think they dumped him too. Did they? <laughs> yeah, I think he oh, fell. Oh no! He loved it, man. Yeah, those they, guys. Oh, I just I just remember there's a video of him sketching on the golf cart I was driving, talking to Matt Farah the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I completely guy, forgot about that. He, he has so much fun <laughs> at the track, man. Oh man, those all those guys do. I mean, that's what grid life is about. Everybody had a good time. I don't think anybody that's had a the bad hope, time. At least, yeah. Oh, a it's nice a, toy hauler. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's not a toy hauler. Never mind. No, it did look like it with the way the windows were. Did you see that toy hauler that uh, Cody, Cody? towed yeah. out from, uh, from California? The yep. They actually they had that at Road Atlanta last year. That's a serious Actually, I interviewed him the day before I got married last year. That's right, because you came down for... Uh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, man, I'm getting tired. It's... Uh, it's a long one. I, I feel like we need to keep talking to to, uh, to stay awake. But maybe we just let Richard do it. Why don't you finish this one out? You just, you know, you just interview us or something. Jeez. No questions? I was, no, was barely in that guy's yeah. lane. Come I was just, on. just wondering what, what was going on there. Um, you guys got very green headlights, so. Yeah, that's quite strange. Do you or know are they I'm, red? You sure they're not red? Uh, maybe, maybe I am colorblind. That was a very awkward situation. I've in in what thirteen years of doing track or fourteen years of hosting events, we've never had anybody colorblind. At least nobody that admits to it. Well, we've had that guy before, so I guess we have. We just didn't know it. But, uh, what was your yeah. favorite favorite bit of the weekend, then, Adam? Uh, last night, um, after I think drift was the last thing. Uh, am I good to move over right here, Austin? Let me check. Hang on. Looks like it. I, uh, after, yep, you're uh, good. After drift, uh, I think it was the last session was drift. Uh, Mike Cohn and I were out working uh, up front, kind of trying to keep the drift cars and the and everything and the media in the right place, and <laughs> and then uh, it just was done. And there was so much positive energy just kind of flowing through the whole place. And I just sat down and, like, just kind of looked at it for a few minutes. And it was a weird feeling. It's a, it's a, I mean, you're totally, utterly exhausted. But there were so many smiling, happy people. And, uh, I mean, smoke rolling. It was getting pretty dark. It was almost night. I mean, it was almost sunset. 
and smoke rolling over the giant concert tent and the uh, the Ferris wheel and people just kind of just doing festival stuff and it was a weird positive vibe it was very cool I don't know that was that was kind of my favorite moment and uh, I also did get to drive our buddy Scott and Renee Giles or Scott Scott Giles Renee Hines uh, their their first gen CRX I drove that a couple times they forced me to drive it uh, and we put the the, the grid life 360 camera that we that Tom O'Gorman is uh, using all year. We put that in the car, and hopefully it's a cool video. But Tom and I ch- chased each other around. Tom was in a in a, our friend Jerry Myers' Honda Challenge 2 CRX, uh-huh. and that was a fun session, too. Oh, I bet. But, yeah, super fun. We, we, we passed everybody. <laughs> just, just roll them all. Yeah, it was so fun. It did look like it was going well. Like, yeah, uh, it was going very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> and then James Houghton and I, later on in the day, got into spec fits for about 10 minutes. And we passed absolutely nobody. <laughs> See, slow cars kind of rule on track. You can have as much fun, I think, in a slow car as a They're fast not car. terrible, but they're also not fast. Yeah, what do you what do you think of the uh, spec fit? The spec fits are amazing. I was um, lucky enough to get offered a few rides around with the Ramblers guys in their spec fits, and um, they're really, really good fun for quite a basic, like, really not fast car. I kind of feel a bit CRXy to be in in the way that they handle. Yeah, they do feel kind of early Honda. Yep. Um, are you gonna go home and buy one now? There maybe if I end up coming over here to do car things because England sucks for car stuff, then I reckon my first car will probably be a fit. Yes. Yeah, Richard. Richard has loved it so much these past four days in the states that he wants to move. So if anybody out there knows of a position uh, that Richard could work at and potentially get a work visa and potentially get medical benefits, um, shoot us a line. Yeah. We need uh, we need more Richard. It, uh, it was a fun weekend, and I'd love to hang out with Richard at more Good Life events. So, uh, Any any future track day stuff planned? Do you have uh, any events coming up uh, back home? I've, uh, I've got finished putting my car back together again for the standard B-Series problems. But I'll, um, I want to go to um, Autumn Park, a little track up north, hopefully in about a month's time, providing I can um, get the car going properly. I've just gone for a new supercharger setup, and I'm not entirely sure how well the tuning of that is going to go yet. What, uh, what supercharger setup do you have now? It's a Jackson Racing on an 8 PSI pulley, but I've, um, due to a few engine troubles, gone back to a standard B16A2. Jackson Racing, never heard of them. Never heard no, of them. Never guys. heard of them. No. Definitely haven't done two shows with them. <laughs> I was really happy with all my old engine, but non-Type R oil pumps kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it. Uh, I don't know if I would recommend uh, uh, positive manifold pressure. It just makes things hot and uh and, and break on track eventually but it sure is fun while it lasts well, that's a very reliable setup though so i'm kind of addicted to the noise it makes now to it's be honest such with a me. cool noise man it the wine the best noise. old the old eaten roots blower wine yeah it's good man but i've also um bought some laminova cores so i can make a decent or semi-decent okay. charge cool package for the intercooler that would solve some of those problems yep Hopefully. I guess only time will tell whether my engineering pulls off to be as clever as I hope it is. You, you do, uh, in exchanging messages over the past couple of years, you do seem to have a bit of a clever streak, so 
a little bit mechanical brain. I, 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 I'm not a mechanic by trade, but my dad, dad was a mechanic all his life, and I've worked on my own cars and done all my own work, and I get help from friends, obviously, because car life is all about having fun with your buddies and all of that. But yeah, I, I try and build as much of my own stuff as I can. That's uh, that's part of the fun. I, I really like the DIY thing. I think Austin just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm awake. Right, I might have been. I might have been falling asleep. The, the the DIY portion and and the project and building it yourself is uh, that's part of the battle for me. Um, a big part of the the racing. A big part of racing for me is just getting there and showing up and having the car done. You know. I think that's one of the hardest parts, actually. It's it, it, it's most of it for me. <laughs> the getting there and actually doing the driving and racing. That's the fun part, but yeah. it's actually the the, the prep that's, and the maintaining. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part. You spend way less time actually driving than you do prepping and maintaining way and replacing less. things. So that's, um, that's why all of the people that can afford to do ride, a ride and drives, yeah. a ride, a ride and drive, arrive and drives, do i would do it i would do it if i could swing it i would definitely do it Uh, you're kind of doing it the other way around at the minute are you yeah i'm sort of turning into a prep shop right now but oh man this week i am uh i am not doing anything uh on my own race car i don't even look at that thing i'm gonna leave it on corded tires for as long as i possibly can leave it on the trailer not even gonna loosen it up adam probably won't even wear a grid life shirt this weekend or this week oh i have enough of them i probably will of it all right, well, uh, I got to negotiate some uh, some tricky road here, all and right. so I'm going to put the mic down. Cool. I think we'll uh, we'll probably go ahead and just end it here, and I'll record with uh, Richard a little bit more tomorrow. Sounds good. Cool. Hope you guys have uh, a good trip wherever you guys end up going. I don't know. We're thinking about maybe uh, going down to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We'll uh, we'll see. Well, whatever you're in, it'll definitely be quieter than what we're in now. Yes, very uh, much so. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. All right. Take it easy, buddy.